I'm Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. One thing that's been on my mind a lot recently is how much our lives depend on technology we barely even notice. We spend hours on end talking about new phones and laptops, but what about the speed of escalators? Or the sounds that traffic lights make? Or the water filtration system in cities? The truth is, we're constantly interacting with innovation. Everything from the shape of homes to the way buttons are ordered in an elevator was a conscious decision. Somebody somewhere decided that our lives would be better if things were a certain way. One of those innovative geniuses is our guest today. Joshua Mealy designs all sorts of tools to help people with disabilities interact with the world equitably. He believes in a human-centered approach to technology and innovation, which is as much about solving problems as it is creating positive experiences. How did Joshua, who happens to be blind, become one of the leading inventors of his generation? Let's join narrator Hannah Barnes and find out on this episode of Vision Vibes. Most train platforms are equipped with yellow tactile paving for visually impaired riders. Other accessibility tools include Braille and audio systems. And 95 cents. Digital devices have also started incorporating accessibility features, such as screen readers, which read information on screen aloud. Working at the forefront of accessibility research, Joshua Mealy is an accessible technology designer. A blind person himself, he believes that accessibility is key to disability inclusion. I think of accessibility as being the process of making uh, systems and technologies usable by everyone and enjoyable in the same way by people with disabilities as those tools are enjoyable by people without disabilities. So if it's usable by a blind person and it takes five times longer to do, that is not accessible. That's not equal. We asked Joshua Mealy about his mission to create equitable accessibility experiences. I design tools that are usable by people with disabilities. In particular, I focus on blindness and low vision because that's who I am. I'm blind. But the work that I do is all about designing tools that people can use to get their work done and to have fun. I design tools that are part of, uh, part of everyday technologies so that, uh, if you pick up a cell phone or uh, a tablet, you can turn on a screen reader, which is what a blind person uses to interact with a, a tablet or a computer or a phone. And then there are also other tools that I design and build that are, uh, things that only blind people or people with disabilities will need. In many ways, what I do is all about equity and equal access to information and opportunity. The idea of making tools that are accessible and available to blind and people with disabilities to, um, uh, to do the work that they want to do means that they can access the opportunities that 
uh, are available to everyone else. So I really see what I do um, as a design process, as an invention process, and also as, uh, as a social justice process. Mealy lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, where people use the BART, the public transport system. In 2014, in collaboration with a local nonprofit, he created a set of tactile station maps for visually impaired people. Left and find the stairs to go Users can explore the maps before leaving home to figure out how to navigate any of the system's 50 stations. It's a triangle with a T in it. When I'm coming out of the BART station, this is where I am. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going to come, I'm going to walk straight, and then here's a street, here's a crosswalk. The maps are intentionally simple for readability in Braille, but with the use of an audio pen, they can provide more detailed information. It'll tell me. A okay. stop on the east side of Sacramento Street. Buzzer from the stop. AC Transit 52 and 688. The ability of blind people to travel independently is so important around independence and being able to do the things you want to do. If you can't go where you want to go, you can't do the things you want to do. So tools that help blind people independently get from one place to another are very powerful tools in um, provi for providing independence and success. Joshua Mealy grew up in Brooklyn, New York. When he was four years old, an assailant poured sulfuric acid over his head, which blinded him. He attended public school and never considered himself disabled. He was accepted to the University of California at Berkeley, where he majored in physics with aspirations of becoming a planetary scientist. When I was growing up, I didn't know any cool blind people. I didn't know any cool disabled people. All I knew was what the society around me believed. So I was a victim of the ableism that society feeds us. I believed that people with disabilities were people that really didn't do much, and that wasn't me. And it wasn't until I went to college. It wasn't until... I came to Berkeley and met a whole bunch of really cool, really smart, really capable blind people and people with other disabilities that I realized how wrong I had been. What I needed to do was really completely re-examine my assumptions about blindness and disability. And I realized that um, not only was uh, not only was I thrilled to be part of this community, but that this community is a powerful tool for good and a powerful tool for helping uh, helping people who are experiencing disability learn about how they can be empowered in the world. Around that same time, I went and worked at NASA as an intern, and I loved it. It was the opportunity of a lifetime to get to um, do uh, science at NASA with a real uh, data from a real spacecraft that was really uh, going to Mars and all of this stuff. It was very cool. And um, uh, But I realized as a career, it would actually be a much 
better contribution, a much better use of my time to design tools for accessibility rather than um, designing spacecraft that would just be cool and fun and push the bounds of human knowledge, which was not, you know, there are plenty of other people I thought that could do that, right? But there were not plenty of other blind people who could push the bounds of functionality and accessibility for blind people. And so I, I realized that that was a better, that was, that was the career I wanted. I'm already um, typing. When sighted people started uh, using smartphones to write texts and emails, Mealy invented a wearable device which uses sensors to let blind people type text on the fly on any surface. And, and I'll say uh, L-A-T-E, period. Okay. There are plenty of guidelines and uh, requirements and laws and regulations about accessibility and what should be done in order to make something accessible. But those are not creative ways of solving the problems. Let's say you've got a, 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 a historical building. Let's say it's a city hall and you've got lots of steps in front of the city hall that most people walk up the steps and they're looking at the city hall. They're looking at the beautiful architecture and they go through the big doors and they go into the giant uh, atrium, you know, inside. And it's an experience. So if I'm in a wheelchair and I... Uh, see a sign that says uh, wheelchair accessible uh, entrance this way. And I go around to the back of the building and I go up a ramp and into the, into the loading dock. And I go uh, through the basement of the building uh, down a dirty hallway and into a service elevator. And I come upstairs and I, I, you know, go up into that same lobby. That is a totally different experience. Yes, I got there. But the experience of the person in the wheelchair going around back is completely different from the experience of the person walking up the steps and through the grand entrance. So that is why I do what I do. I, I think that um, accessibility is some of the most interesting and exciting creative design work available these days. There is no more interesting design problem than trying to figure out how to create equitable experiences for software, for hardware, for the built environment, for, um, for our streets, for our uh, schools, and all of those. Mealy points out that historically, mainstream users have benefited from many of the innovations of accessibility design. Curb ramps on sidewalks are one of the most well-known examples of technology that was designed for accessibility, but which has gone mainstream. Curb ramps were designed for people in wheelchairs, but it turns out they're really useful when you're on a skateboard or when you have a stroller or if you have a shopping cart or, um, uh, or you know, if you're on roller skates. Audiobooks are another great example of a technology that was initially developed for accessibility, but which has absolutely gone mainstream. Uh, you know, the, the first audiobooks were for blind people. Now we have audible.com and everybody is listening to audiobooks. There's an old saying, which is uh, necessity is the mother of invention. And disabled people are 
the, the, the most powerful example of necessity. We have different needs from the mainstream. We have different needs from people who can see, who can walk, who can hear. And so those needs drive our creativity to find solutions. And then those solutions that we, uh, that we come up with very often find their way into, uh, back into the mainstream to benefit society. In 2015, Mealy founded the Blind Arduino Project to train blind people to make electronic devices such as robots. The program instructs them how to use tools that are popular with DIY hobbyists. The Blind Arduino Project may be the most all-encompassing project I've ever attempted because it's not just a technology project, it's a social engineering project. Because sighted people, sighted teachers, sighted peers imagine, based on their assumptions about blind people, that the blind kids can't do it. Well, the wires are, you know, how are they going to tell the difference between the red wire and the brown wire? How are they going to tell the difference between uh, pin four and pin seven? But of course, blind people have ways of doing all of these things. It's not the color of the wire that makes it special. It's where it connects to that makes it special. So what you do is you trace the wire back to where it connects to. You don't need to see in order to do. You need techniques for doing the things that you want to do. And if you can't see, you need to find other ways of doing it. And then another part of it is that there's lots of stuff that you simply can't buy like, I can't go to Amazon and buy a talking voltmeter because there aren't enough blind people to, uh, to warrant those things being, uh, being products. So by teaching these kids how to use these tools, how to use Arduino, how to use Raspberry Pi, they can build their own tools. They can build their own accessibility devices designed to their own specifications that provide feedback in the way that they want. And that is extremely empowering. That's a very different message to a young blind person than, oh, I'm sorry, honey, you can't do that because you can't see. It's the total opposite message. The message is, you can do it. What do you need? Let's build it. Currently, Mealy is a principal accessibility researcher for Amazon. His main task is to make the company's technologies more accessible to people with disabilities. Accessibility has come a very long way since I was a kid, and it's part of a change in our culture. It's part of a shift in our thinking about the way we design the world we live in, and um and that's extremely exciting, but we're not there yet. My goal is to build a society that understands that accessibility is inextricably part of designing everything. And that if you want to, if you want to create anything new, you need to think about how everyone is going to interact with it and value the, the fact that everyone should be able to interact with it. We asked Joshua Mealy if he had a motto he could share with us. He wrote it down in Braille. One of my mottos is disability drives innovation. 
If you have a bell curve, if you have a, a normal distribution, you've got all the people in the middle, and then you've got the people on the sides. The people on the sides are the people who are unusual and who are thinking hard about creative solutions to the problems that they have way out here. And those solutions are going to be brought into the middle so that everyone can benefit from them. That's why disability drives innovation. Disability drives innovation. Joshua's quote really helped me realize how so many things I interact with in my daily life were designed to help solve problems that, without technology, would be unsolvable. My induction stove lets me cook in my house without having to make a fire in the living room. Summers here in Tokyo are unbearably hot, but thanks to air conditioning, I don't have to hide in a cave for two months. All of these technologies were designed with people like me in mind, so using them is seamless. But what about people who aren't like me? People who, like Joshua, interact with the world in a very different way. I can't even begin to imagine how to come up with solutions to make their interactions with the world more seamless, more enjoyable. Joshua's story goes to show that as a society, we thrive when we value genius in all its forms. We never know where the next great innovation will come from. So when we think about ways to make the world a better place, we should take a step back and ask ourselves are we making it better for everyone? That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript, as well as our other stories, on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Delay. Join us next time for more mind expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.